Hello and welcome to the Behind the Wheel podcast, the culmination and brainchild of my own love for cars, but also my determination to ensure that nobody ever goes through what I've been through. That is hating their nine to five and living only for the weekends. I am so excited today to speak to a fellow podcaster. Dervish is the man behind Full Throttle with Dervish, which is a weekly automotive podcast. He is also a spacecraft designer and a mechanical engineer by day and a podcaster by night. But his story is just incredible. Growing up in an incredibly tough environment, both at home and at school, a lot of time in danger. It's crazy to think just how much Dervish has achieved, despite being dealt with what could be argued are really bad cards. Dervish is living proof. Proof that it doesn't really matter where you grew up or what your history is, what your story is. That with enough will, determination and hard work, you really can shape your own destiny. Here is what you can look forward to during this podcast interview. And believe me, man, there were mornings where I didn't want to get up and go to those lectures, you know, for for reasons of either pain, distress, stress, worry. There was so much going on in my life. And so I think that's my top, top tip, really. Just just have a focus. Write even write down a bit of a secret paper somewhere. Keep it in your pocket. Every now and again, pull it out. Look at it. You know, my, my refuge place was the library. I knew all the all the little hoodies and little wannabe gangsters didn't want to go in there. They didn't want to read, so that was where I spent a lot of my time, um, just reading books. You know, so uh, it was it was it was it was hard. And so I promised myself one thing: that my my little son won't go through what I went through. Dervish from Full Throttle. Welcome to the podcast, man. How you doing, buddy? You right? I'm good. How are you, bro? It's been yeah. it's been a long time coming, man. It has, yeah, it has. I mean, we we met for a, a mutual friend who's a, yep. a YouTuber, um, yeah. Uh, and he he introduced us, and uh, I'm happy I'm happy to meet you and uh, discuss what we're going to discuss today. Definitely. I- I'm so excited, man. I mean, I, I was saying to Shazad, who obviously um, I, I interviewed a couple of weeks ago now, and mm. I pretty much peed myself. Um, you made me laugh so much. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's, just, he's just a great guy. I just, I just feel like whenever I speak to him, I always walk out feeling positive, feeling great, and uh, feeling like, like I've had a massive laugh for like a good hour. Really nice guy, man. So, yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been a long time coming. I guess... Um, for those who might not know um, what you're about and, and what, what Full Throttle is about, give us a bit of an intro as to, uh, as to what it's all about, man. So Full Throttle started off with classic cars, supercars, talking about them, interviewing guests who own them, restore them, um, modify them, race them, um, collect them, sell them. Just 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 anybody and everybody really was, was being interviewed. Um, but then halfway through... I think my first season, I just I had people coming to me saying, "Would you would you like me to come on your podcast?" I said, "Well, what do you do? Motivational speaker, right? Let's go." Um, I'm into my lifestyle is motivational speaking. I do I do a little bit of that at schools um, to to generate interest in engineering and and mechanical engineering design, uh, especially in the aerospace industry. Um, but then. 
I had other people like psychologists and then I started to get a little bit selfish because I was thinking, hang on, instead of, instead of me going and paying, I don't know, uh, a dietitian or something to, to, to tell me what to eat, why don't I just interview them on my podcast and, and you get it for free and everyone <laughs> else gets it quite, quite for free as well. And so, uh, so that's what we, that's what I started doing. That's, I opened the doors up to pretty much everyone. I mean, I've even had um, adult film people come to me and say, do you want me to come on? Wow. Um, and I think I think things like that are, are interesting because, yeah, we frown upon adult films and stuff, and, and I understand why. But I want to know what's going on with this person in their head. You know, I want to know the psychology behind it, why they got into it and stuff like that. So it pretty much is, is mostly majority of my podcast was about cars and classic cars because i'm a massive classic car fan i love um talking about cars i love going to all the shows and speaking to owners about their cars and what they've done to them and and stuff so um i i know there's a there's a lot of classic car and supercar podcasts out there so i'm i'm i don't really look at them and say i want to be as good as them or whatever, I just enjoy talking to people and I'm enjoying talking to you today. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's almost like a therapy as well in a, in a, in a funny way. You know what? You You're know? absolutely right. And you know what? You, you pretty much stole my exact reason why I got into podcasting, which mm. was, it's just a great way of learning myself because mm. I just find that like for, for me, I went through a place where I was unhappy with my life. I, I was eating a lot, not being healthy, and I changed all that. And then I also got a better job. And, you know, it was, it was just a, for me, there was a massive change there. But the, the one thing I wanted to do was to speak to people who had either been on, on a, on a similar experience, but people who I suppose have kind of managed to create something where it's based on passion and love. And yeah. find out how they've done it and how they've built on it, because then I yeah. can learn from that as well, and learn how I can become better as well. So you're absolutely right. I mean, there is a bit of selfishness to it, indeed. Yeah. But all speaking to people like yourself is is, is 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 always really good. I want to ask this from a from a from a perspective of someone who is podcasting myself. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, how do you decide, right, um, how much to go into the cars or how much to go into you call it self-development, motivation. Like, what is your like? Do you have kind of a uh, 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 not not a ratio, but do you ever struggle with thinking, okay, I'm doing this for me. I'm doing it because I enjoy it. But then, what direction do I take it? Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, for example, I had I had a guy on from Lunas Cars. They make electric classic cars. Um, and what I did was I, I, I researched the company first and check them out and see. I, d- I don't really care. I'm not into how many followers they got and how many fans they've got and all that stuff. It, yeah, that, that sort of stuff doesn't bother me at all. Um, it's are they interesting? Have they got something that A, I want to learn about them and B, does my listeners want to learn about them? And, and and that's a prime example because I kept seeing them coming up on Instagram and um, and I thought, hang on, they they look very similar to how we be, build spacecraft. So 
we have something called a clean room, which is a, a very clean environment. Everything's precise. Every, every tool is in a box, in a clean, specific point in the, in the, in the, um, in the workshop or clean room, as we call it. And I saw that in there and I thought, you know what? Let's get these guys on to talk. Um, and, and they did, they came on and they were fantastic. And, and so I learned a lot about them and then, and, 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 and then they, they kind of learned a lot about what I do as well. And, and that's how we kind of, that's how I do it really. I just look at, um, am I going to be interested in what they've got to say? Um, for example, I had another woman called C, Dr. Cece Muldoon. Now, I didn't realize that she is, she's, she's actually a, a concourse of elegance, um, judge. I didn't know that till, till the day I interviewed her, but I saw her on, on a podcast with Jodie Kidd on her podcast. And I thought, you know what? Let's get this lady on because she seems really interesting. And she's talking about some sort of stuff that looks into wine bottles. Um, she does a lot of physics with, um, telling you the substances inside and stuff. And so I thought, you know what, let's get this lady on. And again, she blew me away. She blew me away the way she was talking. So I, I look for people that I find interesting, first of all. That's the first thing. And then I don't do a survey. I don't do anything like that to check. Um, although recently I've started to get questions from people, from listeners, to ask my guests Um so I'll say that I've got this person coming on. Would you like to ask them a question? And I must have got over 3,000 messages um, from my last podcast, which is coming out wow. on this Monday. And um, that was the guy that had uh, Shamima Bingham, you know, the yeah. yeah, the girl that ran off to, to Syria yeah. and Afghanistan, yeah. wherever she went, marrying ISIS bloke. So he yeah. was, he, he, he was uh, Andrew Jury, his name is great guy really great guy and um i just contacted him on instagram i was interested in what he was doing um and i had over three thousand messages of questions to ask him on the show oh honestly God. it was too many um wow so um i i, I kind of guess I, I do go for people that i find interesting um or areas of, or topics um for example, fer fermentation. I'm interested in fermenting and distillery. Yeah, so I'll look in those areas for those sort of people to talk to. Yeah, yeah. And is that yeah. is that regardless of the the link to classic cars? I guess it's it, it it's kind of just it it's. Mm. I suppose. I mean, is it is it is it more a reflection of who you are as a person, the podcast, and what you're interested in? As yes. opposed to it being a place where you talk about cars all the time. Yes. It, it, my podcast is a reflection of my personality, I suppose, if you like. So it's, it's projecting to the world what I'm interested in. Um, my first and foremost love is obviously my wife, my child. <laughs> I thought I put that out there <laughs> if she's going to listen. Um, <laughs> but, but then, you know, it's very closely followed by cars and automotives, um, sometimes bikes, depending on what, what era we're talking about. But it, it's it's a reflection of what I, I love about living on planet Earth, if you like. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, something yeah. That, that... So motivational speaking is a, 
a massive, massive passion of mine. I believe in helping as many people as I can. How do I help people? Well, producing podcasts is one way of helping people. You know, I could turn one pe- person's life around um, and that's enough for me. You know, um, if they want to know where to get information from, normally on my podcast, I say to people, where can people find you? Where yeah. where do they go for this? Um, you know, questions like what would you tell younger your younger self? You know, which is is asked many times in many podcasts, not just mine, but you know, it's getting that it's getting that 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 message across to the to the world. You know, so I think you. I think one thing is, I think I mean, I I remember le- learning about this um, a couple of months ago now, which is about your your value and your belief system and mm-hmm. how you've got to change to be successful. You've got to change your value priorities from just caring about yourself to caring about giving value and caring about other people and and the moment that you realize that your number one priority will be should be helping people and having a mission to help people success comes like naturally right but i think people often care about money and they care about fame and they Mm. care about glory and they care about me 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 and um i guess for me like I, i i'm the, the reason I podcast is exactly for that purpose, is trying to invite people. So ultimately, you know, if, if one young person thinks, you know what, I'm going to start a podcast next week because, you know what, it, it looks pretty cool, then why not? You know, that would not be amazing. Which brings me on to my next point, Devish, because it's very easy to fall into a nine-to-five, isn't it? It's very easy to fall down, yeah. you know what? I'm, I'm 18, 19 years old. I'm going to go grab my degree. I'm going to get a job and I'm going to just do my nine to five, get my salary a month and what, and whatever. Right. But it, it takes something in our brain and you'll, you'll know about this because obviously you're a podcaster as well. Mm. We're both up on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Mm. It's a weekend, right? Mm. We've, we've finished our day jobs, right? This, this should be our chill time. <laughs> our Netflix yeah. time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here we are on a Saturday morning, right? Talking, you know, crap about cars, right? Or whatever it is. And yeah. it, it, it takes something, right? And I mean, I know, I know what it is for me, but before I tell you what mine is, I want to know what, what is it for you that stops you from saying, you know what? Screw it, man. I've had a hard week. I just want to chill at home, watch TV on a Saturday and relax. Um, it, it's it's I guess my my upbringing uh, was was quite hard I would say um, you know it wasn't an easy easy time when I was younger um, pu- purely down to living in in an area where there was a lot of gang crime so dodging bullets every day was not it's not just I'm saying it I'm actually you know I was doing that. Um, and I know, I know how 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 I struggled, and I, I know that discipline is one thing that that beats everything else. So, for example, if you get up at the same time every day, regardless of whether you it's a weekend or or it's a it's a day it's a day where you're going to work, that instills discipline in you. And discipline is is one thing that even the like SAS trips, for example, they will tell you. We'll get you ahead of. We haven't got enemies, but but enemy. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, something yeah. that it's something that you can 
you can use as a as a one of your tools in your your arsenal, if you like, to to project yourself. So if I'm getting up at I don't know, say I used to get up at twelve o'clock on a Saturday. I've lost four hours where I can be doing something. Now, if you go back to Arnold Schwarzenegger, what he says in, in one of his motivational speeches, there's 24 hours in a day. Yep. You sleep six or seven. So what are you doing for the rest of that day? Yeah? Um, and he, he also says something along the lines of, you you've got half an hour to train every day. That, that's, what, that's what his point was. But then you look at it, you broaden it, and say, so I sleep seven hours, yeah? So that leaves, what, 17 hours. You work eight, nine hours. So that leaves, I don't know, eight, nine hours left. So for that eight, nine hours, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, you, 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 you can, you can, you can do half an hour's training. You can prepare your food for half an hour. You, you could, you could spend time with your mum or your dad or your family or, you, you know, whatever. So that's, that's what makes me get up. It's, it's, I need to do stuff. I, I don't want to be wasting my life sleeping. Now, every now and again, I think once a month, my, my wife and I will switch and have sleep in. And a sleep in for me now is nine o'clock, nine thirty. Yeah. yeah, I really yeah. sleep. I don't really sleep more than that. If if I want extra sleep, I go to bed early in, in the evening. That's yeah. what I do do now. So if I'm putting the little one to bed, say seven eight o'clock, I'll, I'll I'll stay in bed with him and just sleep. That's it. That's what I do. Do you ever, do you ever find that? Like I, I found this that as you start to become more disciplined and as you start to pursue a more kind of empowering lifestyle, you know, where you're you're trying to be more, do more, become become a better version of yourself. Yeah. Um, you find that the people around you tend to um, not appreciate it, and and they 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 kind of start to not not be wanting to hang around with you as much. Like I, I've, I've just found that like my, my interests have changed. Right. So mm -hmm. before I would spend Thursday, Friday evening at a shisha bar. Right. Or mm -hmm. I would spend Saturday with the boys. And, and now I'm like, you know what? That doesn't really appeal to me anymore. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not there anymore. And in, in a kind of weird way, it's hard for people to understand like what mm. you're going through. Mm. I'm not sure if, you, if, if you've kind of experienced that. Yeah, I guess, I guess a lot of, well, a lot of the friends I used to knock about, if I don't really knock about them anymore. Um, that's, that's not to say that, that I wouldn't be friends with them still. It's, it's more kind of, for me, it's the interests have changed. You're at different yeah. stages of your life now. And so I guess with me, I'm, I've always wanted to push, like, I've, I've always had an interest in podcasting, for example. So yeah. I started to research. I mean, I've been listening to Joe Rogan now for over 10 years. Yeah. I listened to his very first episode, very first episode. And, you, you know, I, I, I guess no one else wanted to do podcasting no one else wanted to be in films um no one else wanted to be a background artist which is what what i do as well um so so you know i just went off and, and done my own thing really and if they if they want to come with me and 
pursue that, they can. And if if they don't, then then I'll see them once once a year or once every three or four months. I don't really. I've got I've got a couple of good friends um, and a cousin that I hang about with. We see each other regularly. We go out for drinks in London. Yeah. Uh, we go for a meal, a nice meal somewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really. I don't know. It's 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 weird because when you look at your life now and what it was well, prior to a child, the child just takes over everything. I don't know whether you've got children, but... No, I, you know what? My, uh, my, my wife is actually expecting. Um, so, oh. uh, yeah, she's with... Well, she, she's due in February. I say we're pregnant, but she gets, she gets, really, she gets really unhappy with that. She's, she's like, <laughs> I'm pregnant, not you, yeah. not we. It's yeah. me. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we've, we've got that coming on. And, and, yeah, there is a kind of... Uh, um, I mean, I think, I, I mean, like, I, I think for me, what I found is that you, the, the most important people in my life are my immediate family. And that means my wife, yeah. what would be my yeah. kid. And yeah. that, that is enough for me. And that's not to say that I don't want friends. Yeah. I, I, and I've got friends. I do have boys that, you know, we'll, we'll catch up every, every couple of months. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like when I, like, my wife often says, you know what? How, how have you not, how do you not speak to your boys every day? And I'm like, they know that I'm there for them. I know that mm, they're there mm, for me, mm. right? And, you know, I feel fulfilled. I've got my day job. My day job is fun. I enjoy it, but it also allows me to podcast on the side. It funds that. Yeah. Um, I'm okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So how did you get into podcasting? And what, what happened then you, you thought, I'm going to just podcast? You know what happened, right? I, I, I think it was. And it, it sounds very, um, it sounds very dramatic, mm. but literally, it was, it was, it was going to bed one one night, and I cried. I actually cried because I was like, "What if I turn eighty? And I had this kind of this old philosophical moment. It was like, if I turn eighty or ninety, right, and I I am that lucky to live until that age, and there I am on my deathbed and I'm wondering, you know what? I'm from London. I have, I have these, these, these memories of my brother putting me on his lap, taking me to the top deck of the bus and me naming every single car. Mm-hmm. I remember birthdays where I was given cars. I've loved cars my entire life. Mm-hmm. If I turn that age and I realize that all I ever did for my life was just have a day job and not do it anything about cars mm, yeah. I'm going to hate myself but yeah but the thing for me was I didn't want to be a a, a car journalist that didn't appeal to me I didn't really want to be a YouTuber it didn't really appeal to me mm. and so for me it was like well I've been through a place in my life where I was fat I was mm. unhealthy I was in a horrible place I've managed to get past that if I can somehow merge the car thing with that wouldn't that be quite cool and that's when it all started. And so, like, so my, my first guest was someone who, you know, um, works, work, works in the car space, didn't really good under the traditional academic route, wasn't really happy with that, and, and now has built a career in cars. And I thought, you know what, let me go and speak to him. And then from there, it kind of kicked off, really. But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you have to have a real, a real, it sounds, it, it sounds bad, but you have to kind of really, be in a dark place, like mm. to actually then move forward, you know? Mm. Mm. 
Mm. Um, I was mean, you suicidal? Was you was you actually yeah. was you, was you that bad? I don't think it was. I don't think it was that bad. But it was. It was. You know, for a man to cry and for yeah. a man to you know sit down and think, oh my god, like yeah. this is this is not good. Like I woke up in the morning, I was like, you know what, something something has to change. Like it can't it can't be like this. Mm. And so, mm-hmm. but but it, I guess in. In your case, I mean, you're living in what you you're in South, weren't you? In South London, yeah, Peckham, yeah, yeah. And in the eighties, that was rough, man, really rough. You know, they think it's rough now, but it, it wasn't. It, it was really rough back then. And uh, my mum sent me to a school border in Brixton, so all wow. the Brixton boys used to come over. That sounds crazy. I mean, I um, I, I, was, I was born in South, right? So like, I I know what you mean. It's it's a pretty pretty bad yeah. place, man. Yeah. So, so um, you know, every day was rough, you know. You used to go to class and you used to have your maths book down the back, that in your shirt. And the, the teacher would say to you, oh, what you, where's your maths book? And I'd go, well, what's it doing there? You've got to read it. And I said, yeah, but last week someone threw a compass at my back and it dug into my back from the, from the back of the class. So now I've got to protect my, my back, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. We used to turn up to football with ratchets and hammers and stuff and pickaxes, you know, just in case it kicked off. And it did. It kicked off quite a few times, you know. Um, How old were you? Well, from 11 to eleven to 16, really. It, it was only when I went to university, my life turned around the corner. Um, uh, I've translated that from Turkish. It doesn't sound very, very good in English, but I turned the corner. And, um, yeah, I, I saw people that wanted to study and better their lives. And it was a nicer environment. It was a nicer establishment. Kingston University, perfect place to study. I said, you know what, let's just put my head down. And it was hard. That was hard, you know, because don't forget, whilst I was dodging knives and bullets all the time and gangs, I wasn't studying, mm. you know. My my refuge place was the library because I knew all the all the little hoodies and little wannabe gangsters didn't want to go in there. Yeah, they didn't yeah. want to read. So that was where I spent a lot of my time, um, just reading books, you know. So uh, it was it was it was it was hard, and so I promised myself one thing that my my little son won't go through what I went through. You know, plus plus home life was was rough as well. You know, there was a lot going on in the house. Um, you know, fairly abusive father. You know, really horrible to my mum. Constantly fighting, nearly killed her twice. Um, wow. You know, raped on many occasions. You know, so it was it was pretty rough, pretty rough. But you know. Um, I mean, I guess having having gone through such a tumultuous and quite a quite a, quite a, quite a, a tough tough life, I think. Mm. I mean, I I find that people can go literally either one of two ways. It can either it can either be a a very slippery slope to mm. you know becoming an mm. abuser themselves to you know um, to going down a very dangerous road in life and mm. and and. and falling into the trap of you know drugs and crime or whatever else and mm-hmm. i don't mean to make it so binary but it just feels like that that that's one of the routes or the other route is it becomes the kick up the ass that, that we mm-hmm. all need sometimes mm-hmm. to then push it towards a, a better life yeah yeah, um, yeah 
And I, I, guess, I mean, what was it for you? Like, what was it for you the kind of? Because I guess, I guess it would have been easy. It would have been easier probably to even to even go with the former route, right? Yeah, I, I guess what I have one of the one of the points I always tell people was, was that I remember I was working at Safeways back back in the day. At Safeways, Safeways. Which is, oh my which is, god, which, which is equivalent to Morrison's, isn't it? I think Morrison's bought. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was working for Safeways in Peckham. I remember. Um, we were knocking about with the Turkish crew and we were always going to Turkish concerts and, you know, you're proud to be Turkish and you would listen to Turkish music and stuff. Um, but I could never, I could never get hold of one of the Turkish girls. I just wasn't the coolest guy in the group. And, uh, I remember, I remember I was mopping the floor at Safeways and this is whilst I was at university still, first year of university, I'm mopping the floor. I'm up in the floors and yeah, Kingston Uni. And I remember the Turkish girl came in to get a, a bottle of rum or something. They were, they were in the whiskey aisle or something. And she said, look, look at him, look at him. Mopping the floors. That's all he's going to be in Turkish. Wow. Obviously I was in earshot and I heard that and I thought, okay, okay. I'm going to show you people. I'm going to show you. And funny enough, uh, I got I got out of university and I got a job at British Aerospace and started earning good money. And I was still going to concerts, Turkish concerts, and I see her um, with one of her boyfriends. And I knew he was quite an abusive guy. Um, he used to smack her around a bit and stuff. And he was sleeping with other women and stuff. And I went over to her and I said, how are you doing? She went, oh, maybe you should hook up sometime. Because I was wearing, like, really nice clothes obviously, and she could see that my confidence had come up and and um, she knew I was doing well from the community. They talk and stuff. And I, I said, yeah, maybe. I just didn't, obviously, I didn't bother. Um, but but that's, that was one of, the, one of the points in my life where I said to myself, I'm going to show these people who I am and what I'm about. Whereas my brother went the other way and started mm. doing all the drugs and the gangs and went to prison, um, yeah. you know. Um, it, but now now my brother's doing really well. Uh, and I think it, 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 motivation, you can't – I thought I could motivate him from an early age, and I couldn't – his brain weren't ready for it. There's something inherent in somebody's mind that has to be ready to take on a, 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 a great task or a great challenge. Yeah, yeah, you can't. I don't think. I don't think you can teach motivation. I don't think you can teach. I think you can nurture it, but I, I think the person has to be ready to take on what they're going to take on, whether it's being an entrepreneur or being an artist or being whatever they want to be. Um, but he just blows me away now, my, my younger brother, because he's he's turned his life around so much. It's it's great to see, you know. Um, yeah but that's why like, i don't i don't really look at followers or likes or whatever on, mm. on, on on social media because i just feel like it's so dependent upon the actual person and where they are in their life right mm. i'm not i'm the way that i see it is i'm just a conveyor of the message and whether someone receives it or not whether mm. 10 people receive it or not whether five people receive it whether two people like it or not i don't care i've just i've 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 done what I can with the right yeah. intention. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 
No, I, I know what you mean. I, I mean, I stopped uh, the the agency that I deal with on my podcast. They they um they have this chart where they they give you the amount of downloads and likes and stuff and all that. And um, you know, I, to be honest, I really haven't taken much notice of it. Um, there's a couple of people that you contact and you say, "Would you like to come on my podcast?" And they say, "I'll wait for your followers to come up a bit," and you think. Come on, man! This is this is this is silly because there was one in particular, one famous person in particular, um, and they said to me, "Oh, you haven't got enough followers. Once you've got enough followers, we'll talk again." And I thought, "We won't talk again. We won't yeah. talk again because I'm not I'm not really interested in. I was interested in talking to you as a person, um, yeah. uh, and not I'm not worried about how many followers I've got and all all that stuff." You know, so, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting area to be in. And I'll continue podcasting, I think, for quite a long time. I think it it, it comes on doing something because you enjoy it rather than what Mm. it gives you, right? And I think think that's one of the things that I've learned and I tell people all the time is, you know, if if you like something, if you enjoy something, and you don't mind doing it at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or whatever it is, and you that's what you want to do on a weekend, mm. then do it, right? And over time, it, it, you know, it will build. But I think, I think often people have things the wrong way around. They look at what's going to give them the most money or what's going to give them the most success. And in our community, that means being a lawyer or a dentist or a pharmacist or whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and they kind of believe that success is a, is a nine to five, having a, having a mortgage and a property you can barely afford, you know, um, living on credit all the time and having a holiday once a year. Like that's, and, and if that's what makes you happy, that's fine. Totally cool. You know, whatever. But, you know, there's, there's people out there like myself and obviously like you who want to, who want to kind of do things a little bit differently and, and have a bit of a side project and do something fun, you know, on a, on a, on a Saturday morning. Yeah, and I've met so many different people from different walks of life that I probably never have spoken to. You know, artists, child psychologists, just motivational speakers, ex. Who's been? Who's who's been? Let me ask you this right. Who's been? I'm going to put in the spot now. Who's been your most? Um, who would you say has been your your most favourite person to interview? Um, it was. It was well. Recently, it was Andrew Drury, the the guy yeah. from yeah. Um, the Shamima Bingham um, documentary. Um, he's a great guy, and he's he he explained to me that he's not even a journalist. Really, he's a builder, which makes it more remarkable. Wow. Uh, That's that was an interesting one. Um, Sam Moore was interesting because I've been chasing him for a few years and I've been listening to his podcast on, on cars for a few years. Um, CC Muldoon, she was, a, she was a great one because Dr. CC Muldoon was a good one because she's, she's not only got her own company, she now races, she builds engines. Um, she's, you know, she's a concourse of elegance coach. She knows people all over the world in the automotive industry, and I'm talking the top, top people. So she was interesting. 
I wanted more time with her, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, couldn't, couldn't do it in, you know, we only had an hour. Um, and then the other person that probably stood out for me was Mandy Hickson. So she was the female fighter pilot who's now a motivational speaker. And you get those people that you speak to and you, you, they, they sort of, they generate a motivational buzz around them as they're talking yeah. to you. You exactly. feel you feel really, really nice talking to them. You you feel motivated after the chat. You know what I mean. Um, and then then the other end of the scale, if you're going to ask that question, um, I won't name any names. But early on, I did a podcast with somebody, and I remember my agency saying to me, "He was a bit awkward." And I said, uh, "Yeah," and he made me feel awkward to the point where the podcast didn't go very well. Um, and I was in two minds, should I publish it, shouldn't I publish it? Obviously, there's a lot of editing going on, but you you think, well, no, I want to give people the truth and the, and the true self myself. So I published it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, they, they want to come on again, but I'm, I'm probably not interested in, in talking to them, really. Um, no. Yeah. yeah, so but you I know guess... what, have you have you have you struggled with um putting or did you ever struggle with putting content out there for the fear of looking stupid? Um no, not not really, not really because because I I I think everybody's got a story to tell and I think everybody has something interesting to say. Um, I don't. I don't believe in in someone is completely uh, stupid or completely ugly or completely wrong. You know what no, I mean? No, I think. The, I think there's no, always no, no, for the for the fear of making yourself look bad, whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because I because because I I find yeah. that when I began, I was scared to put content out. I was scared to put myself out there because I was like. What are people going to think? Like, I've got this ugly face, or, you know, or, um, my voice is, is, is too high pitched. Like, did you ever kind of struggle with that, or were you, were you always quite confident? No, I was quite confident in that aspect. I mean, my, my wife's my biggest critic, you know. And she, <laughs> she, she, she always says to me, Why did you say that? You shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say this. You shouldn't. And I, I said, Look, I said, Look, end of the day, this is me. People don't like it. They can turn the button off. That's it. Switch it off. Done. Don't yeah. talk. Don't don't talk to me. You, you know, there's no point in in coming to see me, or, or you know, um, I've got so so that 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 podcast in particular that I mentioned earlier that made me feel awkward. It, that one I was I was not sure to put out because it made me feel it made me feel that awkward that I thought I looked a little bit wrong. Um, but like the last one that I did with Andrew Drury, for example, there was bits of that that I was like, should I, should I publish that? Should I get them to delete that bit out, this bit out? Um, because he's he's had death threats, and and he, he he said no doubt you will get death threats after this podcast goes out, and I was like, do I really want? It, it's not for me. It's, it's obviously for my wife and my my child, you know. I don't want them to see that sort of stuff. I'm all right with it. You can you can say what you want to me. Don't matter to me. You know, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that was another one I was not sure. But I, I know it felt like stupid or like, oh, what are people going to think or whatever. No, no, never. Because I don't really go into interviews or, or, or anything like that unless I've researched the person anyway, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So. For those, um, for those people who um, are probably listening or will be listening to this, um, and you know what, um, I I really want to give this this podcast and go. I've thought about it for a long time. I want to I want to give it a go. Obviously, um, I've got my own top tips, but you know, I, I've I've not been around as long as you have, and you've probably got a lot more experience in it. What would be your kind of your um, your top tips for those who want to who want to start a podcast? Just do it, do it. Just just get a microphone or an iPhone, even. I know some people started off on iPhones. Um, just, just, just start talking. Start talking into the and, and don't worry about what you sound like or what you look like. Um, find a topic. Find a topic that you're interested in first of all. Because if you're not interested, people are going to know. People are going to know that you haven't got that passion, that fire in your belly for it. So it, it could be anything. It could be. It could be these buttons on this on this thing here. You know what I mean? Like, how do they make these buttons? Someone somewhere is going to be buzzing over buttons. You know You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, there's a lot. And, and to be honest as well, if you look at the podcast world, it's, it's, it's still growing. You know, um, I'd say majority of my friends and family don't listen to podcasts. In fact, I don't know anyone apart from one person, uh, my mates, that listens to my podcast. That's it. And so at any podcast, I don't listen to any podcast. So it, it's, I would say, just just start recording, start practicing on your own, first of all, um, and things start to develop. If you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, the very first one, it sounded terrible, yeah, absolutely it. terrible. But now if you listen, if you watch him and listen, he spent 40, 50, 60 grand on, on microphones. And equipment he's got a support network behind him that's the other thing i would say you don't need a large support network really and um, if you've got time you can edit it yourself um if you've got the acumen to do it and you you've got the time to do it and you want to learn you can do it all yourself there's so many youtube channels that tell you how to do it now it's unbelievable um but yeah, just just get out and start recording. Record the people that you know first of all, friends, family. Um, talk to people in your local community, and then just just work your way up from there. That's the best thing I can say. Really. Yeah. I think I think I think I think for me, yeah, definitely. I think for me, one of the fears was, which is which is obviously different to you, but one of my fears was getting past that fear of judgment kind of phase. But I think I think that kind of goes as you take small little steps. So, you know, if if recording an entire podcast you feel too scared about, then just record a video of yourself and put, put it on Facebook. Yeah. Just get into the habit of putting yourself out there, whether it's a picture, whether it's a photo, and just progressively build on it is the first thing. The second thing is, and this is something that I learned the hard way, which is really take an interest in the person that you're speaking to. Mm. Like, you know, you, you've got to... If you want to do a podcast where you're actually interviewing someone, you've got to really, really show that you are genuinely interested in them as a person. Mm. Um, I think that's quite important. I think, I think number three is 
don't spend too long trying to figure out whether you've got the right microphone, whether you've got the right setup <laughs> or the right. I mean, it's like it's stupidly easy to get started, as you just said. Yeah. You've got a laptop, you've got a phone, you've got. I mean, you can buy microphones for like ten pound off, off Amazon now. You know, it's not an issue. Um, but I think people come up with reasons why it can't be done rather yeah. than just doing it. Um, I think those would be my my top three things. But you yeah. know what? Like now that I think about it, um, as as someone who who grew up in quite a quite a tough household, quite a tough environment, I will also want to want to pick your brain on real quick, if we can, which is. There are people out there, there are a lot of young people out there who are in that world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows, maybe one might, maybe one might listen to this, maybe, you know, who mm-hmm. are living in Peckham or Brixton or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they, they live in a place where families are broken. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a council flat somewhere where, you know, there is always that kind of danger. What would be your advice to them trying to get by on a on a on a daily? But what would you say to that young person right now? I would say have have a goal, have a vision of where you want to be, and then keep your head down, work hard because working hard, no matter which way you look at it, working hard gets you somewhere. You know what I mean? If if you focus and you work hard. And it could be, it could be for a few years. It could be for ten years. I mean, I, I, my, my whole journey from when I saw that vision in my head of where I want to be took ten years. That was studied engineering, going through university, failing university on the last year because it was so difficult, and family life was a little bit difficult back then. Um, my dad had just left home. My mum and dad just split up. It was very hard on on, on youngsters. And then just focus, focus on where you want to be. Have a focus on, for example, and look and look for look for motivational speakers who can motivate you. Look for things that can motivate you. So, for example, it's, it sounds silly, but I used to walk around Mayfield and Chelsea, and just walk up and down the roads around there, just just occasionally looking at people's houses, looking inside yeah. to see what they're doing and so what, they're, what they've got. So not, not, not standing there staring through like a, a, <laughs> a crazy person, but as you're walking past, you, 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 you yeah. take a little cheeky look, don't you? You go, oh, yeah. what's that? Per- oh, look, look at that table. Look at that chair. Then I'd go to Harrods and I'd look at all the expensive things that I, I, couldn't, I couldn't buy. So and, and I'm thinking, right, one day I'm gonna I'm gonna walk into this shop and I'm gonna buy a table like that for my 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 kitchen, and 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 that's what kept me going. And, and believe me, man, there were mornings where I didn't want to get up and go to those lectures, you know, for for reasons of either pain, distress, stress, worry. There was so much going on in my life, and so I think that's my top top tip really. Just just have a focus. Write even write down a bit of a secret paper somewhere. Keep it in your pocket. Every now and again, pull it out. Look at it. It could be a picture. Could be a picture of your favourite car. Could be a picture of your favourite place on earth you want to go and see. Yeah. It could be a hobby. Anything. Yeah. And just just keep focusing because one day your hard work will pay off. It always does. Always. Ah, oh, I can feel the uh, the hairs on my uh, on my arms just. 
Man, that's crazy, <laughs> man. That is so powerful. So powerful, man. Um, Dervish, I want to, uh, I want to end things on two fronts. Uh, yeah. firstly, um, uh, where can people find you? So, uh, my podcast is called Full Throttle with Dervish. Um, you can find me on Instagram under that, that handle and then you can, you can search on YouTube, Full Throttle with Dervish. Yeah, Facebook, Full Throttle with Dervish again. And, um, yeah, that, that's it really. You can, you can find all those things. So, I'm also doing a lot of work for Inspiring Futures. So, motivational speeches at schools. Um, so if you're, if you're a student and you want me to come in, contact Inspirational Futures, Inspiring Futures, sorry, and, uh, and ask for Dervish Dervish to come along to your school. Anywhere in the UK. Honestly, man, yeah, yeah. Dervish, thank you so much for your Saturday morning. I really do appreciate it and uh, we'll obviously keep in touch, bro. Yeah, man, it's been a pleasure.